know, God is never late. He's always right on time. Um, and I'm just so excited about all of the Josephs that I see before me right now. People who have um, allowed themselves really uh, to be cold in the place of, of uh, suffering and hardship and who have continued to be faithful to the Lord. There is a great reward for you. There is a great reward. You know, God's a God of rewards. He really has a system of rewards. And so I just want you to be encouraged this morning that, um, as I said last week, as we're heading into um, some interesting days, I just see the things of the world um, and, the, and the houses that they've built on sinking sand. I see those things coming down, but I see the people of God. I see them being built up at the same time. And so all I have to say to you is get ready because um, this is truly our finest hour. Amen? All right, so um, this morning is going to be my last in the series of um, A Lifestyle of Heaven. And I hope you've enjoyed it, and if there are some of them that you've missed, I really encourage you to go back and to listen to them um, because each time I tried to build on the other. And um, so I think in total, I hope that it'll be something that you can really um, continue just to eat from uh, the bread of heaven um, throughout um, uh, this summer and everything that we went through. Um, this morning, um, the Lord wanted me to talk about the door. Um, and so um, I just want to start with a prayer. I just, um, I just feel the Lord's pleasure right now. Father, I, I just thank you for this word. I thank you for the word that you gave us this summer. That, Father, you're equipping your people. Um, that, Father, that we would be perfected. Father, that we would, we would come to a place of fullness. Um, and that we would lack nothing in the days to come. So we bless you, Holy Spirit. And we thank you for your love. For your leadership. In Jesus' name, amen. So Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. And Jesus is saying this, as you follow me, I will show you the way, the new way to live. And I will lead you into all truth, which is the word of God, so that you can have life and life abundantly. And it's interesting to me that we quote that a lot of times and, and we see him as the way, the truth, and the life, and we hear that a lot. But he was actually talking about this new form of living, this new pattern of living that we've been trying, that I've been trying to communicate this summer um, of this kingdom life. And it's, it's how we live. It's not what we do, it's just how we live. And the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is, is a person that is with us all the time. He's not just here this morning, um, but he's with you when you're driving your car, and he's with you when you're carpooling your kids, and he's with you when you're in your school and your job. He's with you all the time. And so this way is a way of doing life, uh, heaven to earth, every day, all the time. And for most of us, 
It's even when we're sleeping. There's a heaven to earth encounter going on as you're sleeping and you're dreaming. And so it's just that round the clock, 24-7, always being a tabernacle and a temple of the Lord. So Jesus said, I went to go get the keys, right? I got the keys back. So what do you need keys for? Thank you. A little louder. Woo! Yeah, you need keys for a door, right? And so he's like, hey, I'm going to go get the keys to the kingdom. Oh, awesome. So, so there's a door, right? And so we talked about uh, last couple of weeks that in, in Revelation 4.1, the beloved John is, is, is seeing a vision, and he sees what? He sees a door. He sees a door that all of a sudden is open, and he hears a trumpet, a voice like a trumpet that says, come up here, Come up here, come up here. The door is open where? In heaven. The door's open in heaven. And then, and then the voice says, come up here. I want to show you the things that must come after this. And so today, for you, there is a door. The door is open and he is saying, come up here. I want to show you the things that must come after this. Now, this is a daily encounter. He is our daily bread. This is a daily encounter where we come up, there's a door, we go through the door. Now, in the Old Testament, do you remember the temple? The temple had two doors. There was one from the outer court to the inner court, and then there was a veil from the inner court into the holiest of all, right? And so when he came, when Jesus came and he died on the cross, he came and he tore that veil. He opened that door to the Father. And it says in Hebrews that now because of his blood and the sacrifice of his blood, we can boldly enter into the door or the veil. We can go behind the veil, which was his flesh, his daily bread, and we can enter in to that place with the Father. And it says that we can come boldly, meaning that that as a son, you know, when my son comes into my bedroom, I'll guarantee you that it's like, it's like that uh, show, um, um, not Frasier, um, the one with the guy, the long lanky guy used to come in and he would just, thank you. What was his name? Kramer. Okay. That's how my son enters in through the door. And, and I mean, it's like, startling and it's but he boldly comes before John and I without any fear whatsoever that he doesn't belong there because he knows that this whole house is his right and like Frazier he also goes barreling up and down my stairs it sounds like a herd of cattle every time but you know hey he's 15 so so he but he boldly comes before him because he knows who he is he's a son and he knows that that we love him and he fully has access to us So turn in your Bibles to John 10. I hope you brought your Bible because I love looking through the Bible. And even though a lot of us know the word um, and, and love to hear the word being read, I love just looking at the word as it's being read. So I really encourage you to continue to bring your your Bible Besides, when you bring your Bible and you stop off at places or you're, you go and get coffee or whatever, people see your Bible and they go, oh, look, they're believers. All right. So um, John 10, 1. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, 
but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. And to him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by his name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. You know, it's really interesting to me because what I've seen is the biggest challenge for people in having um, visions or encountering the Lord or seeing with the eyes of, the, of our spirit, the eyes of our heart, is that people um, are really afraid that they're hearing the voice of a stranger. But he very clearly says that my sheep know my voice. They know my voice, and so therefore they follow me. And it goes on to say in verse um, 7, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. So he says that there's actually, you can come in and out. You go in and out through this doorway and you do it so that you'll have life and have it more abundantly. And remember when I was talking about the talents earlier, he's saying, listen, I really want to bless you. And as you come in, through the doorway and you see the words that are in heaven and you see the pictures and the visions that are in heaven and you bring these things down to the earth, you're actually going to live a life that's an abundant life. And so God is the God of the more and he's really after giving us more and not less. So we go in and out in and out, and this is a daily thing. Matthew's a great example of how he, he spent his time in prayer and went into a vision. He saw something, and then that was the thing that led him into the perfect will of God for that moment. The, the, the thing is, guys, the church is looking for a supernatural God and a people who know a supernatural God, and a people who are representing a, the supernatural nature of a supernatural God, who love in a way that is not natural, but in a way that is extravagant, and a people that walk in a, in a level of power that is explosive. And so when he encountered these two men, what was happening is that heaven was over him at that moment, and the words that he was speaking were not his own. He was not coming with a convincing um, argument and a doctrinal discussion, but heaven was depositing into these men. Therefore, the words were cutting between soul and spirit, and forever these men are changed. And I will guarantee you that the seeds that he sowed, that he showed with power, and they said, how did you know that about us? Of course. 
I mean, it's, it's this, that right there is, is an axe type of, of, of lifestyle that he just demonstrated for these two Muslim men. And so he, he changed their lives through being obedient to what heaven was saying. Amen? All right, so there's a door open in heaven, and there's a trumpet that's telling each one of us, come up here so I can tell you, I can show you, I can help you live a life that is abundant. Turn in your Bibles to Revelation 3-7. So Jesus, I was talking about rewards, and Jesus is talking about those that are faithful. You know, the word says that he was the um, faithful witness that was the firstborn from the dead. And so being a faithful witness, um, the word says this about him, that Jesus was a faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth. You are the kings of the earth. And so he's ruling and reigning over us, and we're joining with him as kings because he also calls us kings. What do kings do? Kings legislate, right? And so we're called to legislate from heaven. We're called to take the things of heaven and bring them down to the earth. And so here in um, chapter three, he's talking to the faithful church, the faithful church, say faithful, those that are faithful with the things that they hear and they see. It says this in verse um, seven. And to the angel of the church of Philadelphia, right? These things says he and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door and no one can shut it. For you have little strength but have, and have kept my word and have not denied my name. All right. I want to talk to you about this for a minute because this is really important. He said, you have kept. That word kept means you have watched over my word. And the word there means um, in Thayer's Greek lexion concordance, it means uttered by a living voice. You have kept my word that you have seen in heaven and you have brought it down. You have kept the prophetic that you that I have released into the earth and you have watched over it until it has come to pass. All right, when I keep something, what I do is I continue to believe and I continue to be faithful and not unfaithful. Okay, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this later. And then he goes in with his promise and he said, indeed, sorry, I'm trying to read this because anyway, indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you because you have kept my commandment command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come on the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. So he's saying, listen, because of your faithfulness to keep my word, because of your faithfulness that you understand that, that, that there is a door that is set before you that is open and you go and you, and you hear my word and you see my pictures and the, the ticker tape that's going on in heaven and you have been faithful to bring these things down into the earth as an ambassador and as a witness. Therefore, he said, I'm going to keep the things that 
that are detesting that's coming on the world, I am going to keep these things from you. And he goes on to say, not only that, but I'm going to make you a pillar in my house. This isn't after they die. This is, a, this is while you're still on the earth, these things are now going to be for you. And he says, um, 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 okay, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God. And I will write on him a new name. Beloved, he is talking about the marking of the saints. He is talking about those who really know God. My sheep hear my voice. My sheep know my voice. They do not follow the voice of a stranger, but they know that there is a door that's open to them and they know that I am the way and they know the way and how to get there. So everything that I've been telling you this summer, as I've been teaching on the lifestyle of the kingdom, it is the lifestyle of how to go up to bring down what is in heaven so that in the days to come, as the world is shaking, you will have the abundance of the king. And it says that, they, that he will, he said this, that he will cause those who are in the synagogue of Satan, okay, not a good place to be, he will cause them to come and worship at your feet because they will say, you, you, there's something about you. I'm, I'm so afraid, I'm so scared, but yet you are steady because you, you, you believe something that I don't believe. And beloved, let me tell you, this is for the majority of the Christians in this nation. So our challenge is this. Number one, a lot of us don't believe that God speaks today. Number two, a lot of us don't believe what they see and they hear. Now, if Matthew would have discarded what he saw he would have brushed it aside and those two Muslim men would have walked right past the flagpole. And the word of the Lord would not have gotten to them that day. But I will guarantee you, God has a B plan, plan B. And he's gonna get to those Muslim men, but you would have missed your appointment and your assignment. And so because of that and because of his obedience, God saw him and what he did is he sowed a little, therefore he's going to get a lot right? Because he sees him as a faithful ambassador of heaven's resources to be brought into the earth. Therefore, Matthew has just set himself up for a promotion. And he set himself up because he knows the doorway and how to get there and how to bring all those things down. He set himself up to be a pillar in the house of God and to get a new name. Amen? All right. And the third is they believe in the enemy's ability to deceive more than the Holy Spirit's ability to lead. True that. All right, being a faithful witness. So Jesus was a faithful witness and is a faithful witness still to this day. Um, about 10 years, um, the voice of the Lord said to me, um, it was like an internal audible voice of the Lord. I've heard the external 
audible voice of the Lord, which sounded like thunder, but this was an internal audible. So when it happened and when I have those encounters, I know that it's a marker and it means something. And it's, it's just, it, there's uh, more value that I place on it than, than when I hear his voice, which is that still small voice. So I heard him and he said to me, the three are coming together as one. And he, then he goes on and he said, did you think I wouldn't give this to you? And of course, you know, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Because I was like, I, I thought the three were one, you know, the Trinity. And so I really, um, um, in my heart, just carried that in my heart. And I went around and I was telling people, this is what the Lord said, this is what the Lord said. And, and asked people for several years, do you, do you know what this could mean? And, um, and finally, um, the Lord gave me a dream. And in the dream, um, I went, before I tell you the dream, let me back up. So he said the three are coming together as one. So um, we started um, storehouse in our house with, uh, you know, just praying and just having prayer meetings and then added worship. And then before we knew it, we'd moved all the furniture out and we had like a, this was in my house and we had moved all everything out and we had like church chairs and, and, um, and, and, and about, you know, a hundred people were coming to my house several times a week. And, um, and then we would have prayer meetings at 5 a.m. and there would be, you know, a whole line of mostly Korean people at 5 a.m. Um, ready to pray, you know, and man, they'll wait, that'll wake you up. If the coffee doesn't get you, the Koreans will get you. <laughs> They're like, and also they would carry, uh, bring fish in an igloo. I'm not kidding you. And make sushi on my bar. And I'm like, okay, this is so interesting serving you, Lord. <clears throat> so anyway, so he said, so it got to the point where, you know, we're in a neighborhood and there are cars, and then think about what a hundred cars several times a week out in front of my house looks like. So uh, we realized that it was getting, um, it was getting a little ridiculous. And so we began to look for a place to go. And so a lot of people called us and they said, hey, there's this place down on Oak Lawn, 2727 Oak Lawn, which is like a pet store. And, um, and it's free, you know, you can go there and there's actually no rent. And I, the upper room started there. Do y'all remember that, that place? Um, anyway, so, so the, so they offered us to start our church there and to, to start storehouse there. And, um, but the, but John and I prayed about it and the Lord said, this is not your home. And we're like, but it's free. <laughs> This sounds like it's my home. But the Lord said, no, 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 it's not your home, which didn't make any sense in the natural. But we just said, all right, all right, Lord, you know, we're just going to follow you. So we looked and looked and looked. I mean, we scoured all of Dallas and the Lord kept highlighting this building here. We knew it was somewhere in this area. Have you ever done that? You know, you're like, you're looking and you know, you know, kind of in the flight area that it's in. And so we kept driving around going, this just feels right. And uh, so finally, John found it. Uh, he found this place. And, um, and we had such favor. We've got wonderful uh, Baptist uh, landlords. And, and we had such favor. And so we moved in. And, and, and when we signed the lease, we signed the lease on 3-1. And we moved in on 3-11. And then after we moved in, somebody came here and they said, you know your word about the three coming together as one? And I said, yeah. And they said, do you realize that you're on the corner of Alpha and Gamma, which is three and one? Yeah. And I thought, 
I accidentally fulfilled prophecy. Don't you know? God is really good when he does that for you. All right. So I'm like, Lord, you're still going to have to help me out with this three coming together is one thing. And so I had this dream. um, And in the dream, there was this ancient door. It was beautiful arched door. And over the door was the scripture reference, 1 John 5. So let's turn there. Let's start with verse six. Hey, Annie, could you hand me some water? Thank you. First John five, verse six. Okay. This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not only by water, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit who bears witness because the spirit is truth. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the father, the word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness on earth, the spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he has testified of his son. He who believes in the son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe, God has made him a liar because he has not believed the testimony that God has given his son. All right. Um, Now, what he said, what it says here is there are three in heaven, right? There are three in heaven. Let's reread that in verse seven. It says that they do what? They bear witness in heaven. The father, the word. Now it doesn't say the father and the son. It says the father and the word and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. Say are one. All right. And then it goes on and it says, and there are three that bear witness on the earth, the spirit, the water, and the blood, and these three agree as one. Okay, and so what are the spirit, what's the spirit, the water, and the blood, all right? So it tells us back in, in verse six, this is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not only by water, but by water and blood, it is, and it is the spirit who bears witness because the spirit is truth. So there are three that, that, that you've, got the, you've got a scenario going on in heaven Okay, you've got the three, you've got the Trinity. These three are one, but there's something that's happening on the earth that are also one, but they, it doesn't say the three are one on the earth. It says that the three have to agree as one. And so we have Christ Jesus living on the inside of us that is the blood and the water, And then we have the spirit of the Lord that testifies of and shows us what is going on in heaven. So we have this scenario going on where there is, there is the ticker tape and the story of heaven and everything that heaven has for your life that is going on. And there, and 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 what? And in order to get that down to the earth, there has to be agreement. So the three on earth have to agree as one. 
Because when you do that and you agree, and it goes on to, to say in, in verse um, 9, if we receive the witness of men, if I receive a witness, and Jesus even said this when he was, when he was uh, talking in the Gospels, he said, listen, I don't receive the witness of men, but it's the witness of heaven that I receive because the witness of heaven is greater than the witness of the earth. So, so it says this, if we receive the witness of men, then the witness of God is greater because it says what? Because in verse seven, it says that the three that are in heaven bear witness. They bear witness of themselves and what they are doing and what their will is. So there's the word that's in heaven and it's going to bear witness of everything that he has planned for your life from the beginning of time. It's all up there and it's all up there for you to bring it down in agreement. And how do you agree with the word of God? Matthew is a perfect example. He came and, and he saw and he heard, and then he responded by being obedient. And he did what he saw the father doing. And he said what he heard the father saying. Therefore, he was what is referred to in the Bible, a perfect man. He was in perfection because he was doing the will of the father. That's good. He who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed the testimony that God has given of his Son. You see, we have to believe the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. There's a testimony. There is a witness. What does a witness do? Gives a testimony. If you sit on a stand in a courtroom, you're there to testify of what you've seen and heard, right? So, so it's the same thing. There is, there is a storyline going on in heaven, and there, there's the, we're, you're seeing what's going on, and they're testifying of themselves. Therefore, we're to take the testimony of Jesus, and we are to release it through prophesying. That's when we go back to Acts 2 that we've talked about last week and the week before because Peter said when Pentecost came and the birthing of the Holy Spirit came into us, it was so we could see and hear. Your old men will have dreams and your young men will see visions. And this is for every man, all, all, every gender, you know, men, women, children, old men. It's for all of us. Every tribe, every tongue, every person will experience this, this birthing in of the visions and the dreams so that we can uh, testify through prophecy. That's what Acts 2 was. You're going to see and you're going to hear. You're going to be, Jesus was a faithful witness. And now as we are faithful witnesses, we will be the church that he referred to as the church of Philadelphia. And we will get to partake of the blessings and the reward that was promised to he who overcomes and will go through this door. And so I don't know about you, but I don't want to live my life any other way. This really is the only way to live in the days to come. And this is the only way to prosper. God did not come I did not send his son and come in the flesh so that we could have a religion. He sent his son 
to die on the cross. He sent his son. I love, I love the garden. I love the story of the garden where he was there right before he went to the cross. And that whole scenario that played out. Because that was the hardest point that Jesus had in the struggle to be a faithful witness. Because it wasn't easy at that moment to do the will of the Father. But because he saw you and me, he said, not my will, but your will be done. And so he went to the cross so that we could have life and have it abundantly. And I'm done with a religious exercise and life um, that doesn't have victory, prayer that doesn't have victory. The word says that our joy will be filled when, when we have fulfilled prayer, when we begin to see God move in our lives. And so how many of you... Um, from last uh, Sunday, how many of you have been experiencing visions this week? Raise your hand. Okay, you're going to have to raise your hand a little higher. Okay, awesome, awesome. Now, when you see these things, I want you to write down what you see. And if you don't understand what you see, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, what, what are you showing me? Can you give me insight to what I'm seeing? And just expect him to show you and to tell you the, the, the message that he's trying, the parable, what the parable means. If it's a parable, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's very clear. But then speak those things. Begin to speak those things with thankfulness in your heart, even though you haven't seen those things come to pass. Just continue to keep your heart encouraged and keep the prophetic words in front of you. Just like he told Timothy, war with the prophetic words. Be a faithful witness of the word of God, even though the witness in the earth is maybe even the opposite of what the witness of heaven is saying. Because as it begins to shake in the days to come, you're going to look at the witness of the earth and look at the witness of men, and they're going to have a bad report. But you have to step back and say, well, wait a minute. What is the witness of heaven? Because heaven has something to say. And I love uh, that song by uh, Crowder that goes, you know, earth doesn't have any um, pain that or sorrow that heaven can't heal. So, so having heaven's words is how we actually are going to heal the sorrow of the earth, right? And so that's, that's how we're called to live as ambassadors of heaven's resources. And as people see that that's who you are, kings will begin to come to you. The Lord will begin to bring the kings to you. Is that good? If, you, if you're interested on, on a crash course of how to do this, I really encourage you because we're an equipping center. I'm not even sure we're a church. I just, we're just a, an equipping center to equip people to, to live um, out of heaven. Um, so I encourage you to sign up for EJS, which is an encounter. It's called Encounter Jesus School. And that's exactly what happens. when we see people completely transformed and delivered of, of, of uh, religion 
and and just the the concept that it's it's an exercise in futility of a bunch of religious exercises and and they just get set free and once they get set free then they get they get established in their identity then they begin to hear the lord about their destiny and i mean it's game on after that and we start seeing just incredible fruitfulness in their lives so i really encourage you um the classes are in the evening and we did that because we wanted to take advantage of, or let you take advantage of the classes without it being a burden on your life if you work. Uh, we've also offered childcare in the past, so that hasn't been a problem. We've had a married couple um, this past semester um, who came, and they've got four kids. So I, you know, don't let that stand in the way. It, God can make it work, and um, it's been incredibly beneficial and a real blessing to them. The other thing is life groups, guys. We're doing this in our life groups as well. Um, we're going out on the streets in our life groups. We're uh, taking over the prophecy rooms in our life groups. We are going to get you connected to heaven where you are confident in your Father's voice. And then what else do we have? And then we have Thursday night. Also, we're equipping on Thursday nights. So, so it's hard to hang around this house and not begin to experience heaven's um, song, heaven's pictures, heaven's uh, voice. And, and so I just really encourage you to get connected and, and don't, be, um, don't, don't just be on the periphery. But get involved with the family, and because it, even uh, other, other people here that are going the way, and they know the way, they'll help you know the way. They'll help pray for you and, 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 and help guide you. So anyway, are y'all good? Was that fun? Wasn't that a great thing to do this summer? So fun. All right, I want you to practice every day. Getting through that door. Ask the Lord, show me the door. I want to see the door. And go through the door. See what you see. Hear what you hear. And then speak it out with your mouth. Or if he tells you to go do something, go do it. You know? And you may be sitting at a flagpole at 445. And, and lo and behold, isn't that wonderful? It's like the man in Macedonia when uh, Paul was... Uh, Saul, remember the man from Macedonia appeared to him. I mean, just incredible stuff. This is the book of Acts. I want to live the book of Acts, you know? I don't want to just go to church. Amen? All right, so let me pray for you. Y'all go ahead and stand. Well, Father, I do. I just thank you. Um, I thank you, Father, for the way. Your way is so brilliant, man. I, I just, the way that you put this whole thing together, the way that heaven uh, intersects with earth, the way that you have come to get us and, and, and that we're on this highway of holiness, God, and that we can uh, just stop at any um, Holy Spirit 7-Eleven along the way and, and get a good report and, and just give you away, God. And, and I just ask, Father, for everyone here, just put your hands in the air. God, would you deposit in us um, more. We ask for the more. We ask for the abundant life, God. Would you show us the way to abundance? Would you show us a way to the fullness of everything that you have for us in this life? Father, do not pass us by. And I thank you that your voice is like thunder and we don't have to be afraid of hearing a stranger's voice. Father, would you right now release clarity to us, clarity in our minds that are ears and our eyes 
would see and hear in Jesus' name, amen.